0: up everybody welcome into episode number 37 of the mac podcast i'm your host jacob hugley as always and i'm here on another wonderful tuesday night a week from the last time me and jack got to talk and a lot of wrestling went down last weekend a lot of big matches a huge upset that we're going to talk about um but let's go ahead and get jack in here so i don't have to talk to myself without further ado my co-host three-time all-american olympic hopeful mr jack Mueller. What's up Jack?
1: Hello, I'm doing well. You
0: gotta, uh, oh, one of these days you gotta intro me because I feel like I'm giving you all this, you know, three-time All-American, training for the Olympics, and then there's just this red-headed guy, you know? so Redhead,
1: <laughs> proud redhead, hat wearer, Georgia alum, Jacob Hewitt. There or, we go, there you go.
0: Perfect, <laughs> that's on the tombstone, that's all I want. Uh, <laughs> new hat wear i got a new hat finally because i'm so cheap and i've had all my hats so long that they're like tearing up um yeah so finally somebody i didn't even do it somebody else bought it for me so (laughs) yeah
1: hey man you're uh wearing out your hat so
0: (laughs) yeah well they're asked uh you know for christmas i guess my uh my sister-in-law asked my wife what to get me and she was like please get him a new hat like (laughs) the other ones are awful um that's hilarious yeah man so uh here let me adjust my life but a lot of wrestling um excited to get into it but first how's the week how's everything going it's been a week since i talked to you so uh any anything crazy going on and you got the the amazing backdrop living in new york city has to have its perks
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you no, it snowed today that was cool it didn't really stick but i mean it was cool to see snow whenever you're from texas you don't get it often so I was pretty pumped about that. Uh, I walked in it, got a little wet, and then I was like, yeah, this sucks. I'm going back inside. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not missing much down in Texas. But uh, I don't know, nothing crazy, you know? Just uh, just loving life. Um, yeah.
0: You're, uh, you're in Jersey, right? It's so like, okay, I've been to New York a couple of times. First was for the wrestling tournament, and another time, just me and my wife went up there. Explain, like, what the heck's the – like, is Jersey and New York City, like, all together? Like, I have no idea. This is probably a really stupid question, but –
1: Okay, so across the river, there's Jersey City and Hoboken. Sorry. And everyone who lives in Jersey City and Hoboken pretty much commute to New York City because the prices are so high in New York to live, it's, like, not worth it. So people will take the, the train over or the ferry over and just live here, work there. Cause the commute's super easy. So, um, yeah, like I can see the New York skyline like right behind you. Like it's just really cool. I got a great view. And, um, I mean, I, I think this is better to be in than New York.
0: That's super cool. What, uh, yeah, it's, it's do you room with somebody else at the,
1: at the club? I didn't, um, but a UVA alum came and he's living with me now and he works in, in Hoboken actually. So he doesn't have to commute right now cause no one's in offices. So he's just working from home and it's been fun.
0: That's cool. Um, yeah, man. But oh, we had a big weekend, a lot of wrestling. I had the in-laws in town, so I had to like convince them to let me watch wrestling. Uh, luckily <laughs> my father-in-law is also a wrestling fan, um, he's not not like huge but you know we me and my uh so i i was obviously a big wrestler growing up and then my uh my sister-in-law's boyfriend i say boyfriend they've been together as long as me and my wife have so he's basically family he was a big wrestler too so father-in-law is into wrestling because of us and uh he'll sit and watch it with me which is awesome but uh yeah i still had to like break it up i got to watch the virginia virginia tech duel and then um the other ones were like here and there. It was like I watched like four matches, and then everybody wanted to go do something, and I had to leave and then come yeah. back. And <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I, I ended up re going through the NC State pit duel after the Fed.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I actually I didn't get to watch the NC or UNC duel until like Sunday morning, cooking breakfast. I got up early just to make sure everyone was still sleeping, and I was in there making breakfast. And watching wrestling, um, I got to specifically ordered this magnet to put on the back of my phone, which is freaking awesome. Like, it's this—there uh, we go, right? It's this big magnet oh, yeah, I it put it on the back nice of my time. phone, and I got it one time like on accident, and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. Because like literally anytime... like I-, I could stick my phone anywhere, and so I'll be in the kitchen yeah. and I'll like stick it on the fridge and like watch TV. Um, when I had. Uh, Before I changed schools, my last school, my wrestling room had this like metal ring around the top of where the mats are on the wall. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, wherever I just put my phone, um, I love to flip, you know, like completely sketch kids out in the classroom because it sticks to all whiteboards. Um, So I'll use it as like a timer. I'll be up in front of class the first couple of days and I'll just like throw my phone on there and every single kid in the room is like, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. but. I don't even know where I'm going with this, but, uh, wrestling, man, we had some good duels. Um, screw yeah. it. Let's get to them. So the first one was obviously UVA Virginia tech, um, big duel. It, it came down was a super close match. Um, but Virginia tech got the win. What were your big takeaways? Were you there this time? I know it was in Blacksburg, but
1: no, no. Blacksburg's really far. It's like in a totally different part of the state. Um, so it would have been like an eight hour drive as opposed to like a five hour drive. So, um, you know, it, I thought it was a good duel. You know, I think it's, it, it's getting to the point where it's disappointing that we're splitting matches and not winning the duel. Um, cause last year it was like 20 to 16, same sort of thing. Like it's, it was like, like the expectation wasn't really there. And now it's like, we should beat. we can beat these guys. We should beat these guys. Like, um, I think that they're inches away from being great. Um, you know, split or flip one match. It's over. Uh, Virginia tech did a great job of getting bonus points at the end. I think Sam Latona was winning against our backup 25, five, two, with like a minute and a half to go and ended up getting a tech at the end of the match. Um, and, Bryce Sandonian up four or 3 0 with writing time gets a cross face cradle and uh, at the buzzer it's 8 0. Um, Hold
0: up, I'm gonna back you up I real quick. Were, do you know? Uh, you said 125, obviously, um, I forget the name, but we had the backup in, like you said. Sam, uh, Sam
1: Book, yeah.
0: Is, do you know anything about that? Is Patch all good or are they just kind of getting reps for multiple guys, seeing what's going on, or like, you know anything about that?
1: Yeah, I think uh part of it was like, you know, let let Patch Rest. He kinda just uh you know, the season's hard. You refocus. Um he's got some big matches that he's gonna need to pull out for the team in the upcoming weeks with with Pitt, UNC, Duke. Like, um the last three matches, like he's a big key to, to victory for us, you know? So refocus his mind. Um take the week off. Because uh, Latona and Camacho's back to back is pretty tough, you know. Um, yeah. I'll and, and give give an older guy some reps. Um, Patch is good though. Yeah. I think um, some big takeaways for UVA. Quinn looked great. Jay looked great. Um, Brian Courtney, holy mother of God, like that dude's back, like. Yeah. I said it when we did a UVA podcast, I said if we get high school Brian Courtney, it's gonna be a whole different wrestler. And I think he's he's right there. Uh we saw with Tariq and now we know it's for sure. He he broke Hillagus and that was pretty sweet to see. Looks um, yeah, he looks good. He looks really, really good.
0: good. Yeah. Um I think I mean after seeing him the last couple of weeks, especially against the Tariq match or in the Tariq match, like I don't know. I guess we'll get more into to Sherman O'Connor or not Sherman O'Connor, Sherman Wilson later. Um, but I think he's right up there with him. Like, yeah. Right I mean, this match too. is
1: really big because Cole Matthews has beaten him the past two times they've wrestled. So I think he's and two against Cole Matthews. And if he beats him, um, I think that'll be a huge confidence boost and, uh, it'll, it'll tie the season around for him.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, for me, I think a big one. Well, the big two things that I took from the the you know, Virginia Square duel, right? Both the Virginia teams. Um, one, like you said, like it sucks that I, I don't, was it actually a five-five split in the matches. Yeah, It 5, was? five. Okay, yeah. so like Virginia Tech, dude, the bonus, like it was a Let's big deal. Big deal, and it. like not not only the bonus, but exactly what you said. It, it wasn't just that they got bonus they fought to the last second and got bonus in those first two matches in the last second. Like Latona's tech was like a last second tech. Um, Same thing with, with Myers, right. Last second major. Um, So, I mean, they kept fighting those bonus points. You know, it it made a huge difference in the end. Um, And the other big takeaway I had was it's hard to take like, it's hard to take away good things from a loss. Uh, but Jay Keating. Keating looked good. Uh I mean you're wrestling the defending national champ, right? And, and Makai up until this point, you know, while he hasn't been Spencer Lee of this year, right? Spencer's come out and like killed people. Yeah. He, he's, he's not gonna get pushed. No, oh, dude. Oh my god. Like I, I didn't know there was a different gear. Um, but we won't talk too much about that because you're you're gonna beat up on him later. Um but <laughs> Uh, I mean, Makai has been beaten up on people this year. I I think that he's bonused everybody thus far. And, you know, for Keating to go out there, eight to two is the final score. Um, and Jake never gave up, kept coming, kept coming, was just right in his face the whole time. Um, honestly, at one point looked like Makai kind of had like a, a thought of like, Jesus, dude, chill. Like, stop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so Jake, though. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, if you're going to wrestle Jake Keating, you better have your head on straight or you're going to get it chopped off. Like, it sucks. It sucks wrestling Jake Keating.
0: Well, I don't remember (laughs) when it was exactly or what the score was, but, you know, the match ended A2, and it was, like, halfway through the third period. And I just remember, like, Makai is just at that point where he's kind of cruising. He knows he won the match. He's just holding on, not letting anything big happen. And Jake's just coming, coming, coming. And he's down six, so he needs something big. It's not like a takedown's going to win it, right? And so there's just kind of a look in Makai's face at one point that was like, Jesus, dude, like, stop. It's over. <laughs> uh, yeah. Quit coming. And, and he just kept coming. So I, I thought there was definitely some good things to take away from UVA, but overall I think that it was, it was a real win for Virginia Tech, you know, obviously on the, the score sheet, but uh, the bonus points is a big deal. That's going to help them down the road with – you know u n c this weekend NC state in the future, um yeah, yeah, I think they're definitely well, a team to watch
1: when I was talking to George on the way down, and I was like, I mentioned all the matches that we needed to win in order to to get it done, and I said it needs to be six for us, like we needed Louis Hayes to win that match, yeah, um because just right now, Virginia Tech is so good, top to bottom, there's not like a spot where. I mean, they're going to have a fighter. Like, even even their 57 gave Juddie one heck of a match, you know? And um, yeah. there's not really a spot where there's a hole. Same with NC State. Like, they need a guy. UVA needs a guy that's going to step up and get bonus every time. Um, because right now, we got guys that will fight and win. Um, but the bonus is killer in these duels.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think... You know, I, the first couple of episodes, have tried to be like as like right down the middle as I can. But honestly, whatever, screw it. Let's just talk about it. And you know, they can <laughs> down the road, they can you know call me out whenever I'm wrong or right or whatever. Um, yeah, the the two that I think you, you hit the nail on the head, uh, Louis and Justin. I think could have done a little bit more, right? I, I mean, oh for sure, I uh, agree. And, and, and they know it too. They know it too. And I'm not ragging on them. I, I'm not ragging on anybody, but. Um, I thought Louie was going to win the match just the way that both of them were coming in. I thought that Myers didn't come in looking his best, and I thought Louie looks the best we've seen him. Uh, and, and that Louie that we've seen the beginning part of the year didn't really show up to that match. Um, yeah. And, and then McCoy, obviously Brady's good, and, and he's definitely under the radar. He's better than people think. But, um, you know, seeing what McCoy did against Hydley, seeing him, you know, teching people before... Uh, I, I expected a little bit more than a one point match. Um, and he's on my fantasy team, so that terrified me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So, and, and yeah, like I said, I'm huge, huge fans, huge supporters of those guys. Literally, both of them are on my fantasy team. That tells you how much of a fan I am. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a little bit more out of both of those dudes in, in and that, that duel flips. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. We needed a bonus from Justin and we needed, we needed Louis to win. I, I mean, we can move on. Yep. But um, I think we're going to see a different team at home against Pitt this weekend, and we'll get into that later.
0: Yeah. Um, next one, uh, I guess we'll just do UNC-Duke. Uh, the, you kind of fly through this for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's kind of a mismatch, right? UNC is definitely one of the better teams in the country. Duke's, still, Duke's very young and on, on the, the come up, right? I think they got a lot of promise in their lineup. My takeaway for Duke this weekend was the lightweights look good um and again it's grain of salt it's unc's backups this that but like you can just see improvement and all those guys are so young uh you can see right away at 125 133 the improvements that that nato's making um i mean aiken comes out and gets the win uh parker decker ends up losing in the 133 match but if that was just kind of one of those matches for me where I thought Decker looked better than uh who he wrestle Decatur uh, I mean, Decatur I thought he looked better than Decatur but it just this the score ended up yeah, being the way. other yeah. way um which was kind of crazy. I don't know maybe I'm maybe you think differently but I thought Decatur looked pretty good um again you know they're not going to go out there and beat Phillyby right but uh, I think it's a really good spot for a true freshman with You know, a guy like Nato in his corner. Um, And then for UNC, I think Monday and Shaw looked really good. Uh, If Kennedy keeps being this Kennedy, he's going to be problems. Um, He can be really good. And and Max Shaw kind of, I think Max Shaw, that was a really good win for him, beating Caden Russell. Uh, I I thought Caden Russell was right behind that trio at the top at 197 with, uh, you know, with I guess we thought it was Renan, Bonacorsi and ILO um, in the ACC. I thought I thought Caden was right behind them, uh, but Max stepped up and got a big win. We saw Clay Lout at 184 for the first time. I'm really confused with that because he was listed on like when they were going into the match. Even the announcer said he was 74. So I don't know if he weighed in at 74 or if they just got it wrong or what. But I thought he looked an okay size 84 the match ended really quick because the other guy got hurt Wimmer got hurt Mm -hmm. but um I thought he looked all right sized um so I'm confused I don't know if the dude's actually weighing in at 74 or if I have no idea um but overall my takeaway from UNC was just good to see him back on the mat um you know obviously miss a lot of starters you know with protocols or whatever else had to happen who knows why Uh, I'm not going to speculate on that but Mm, them being able yeah them being able to get on the mat and and again like i have no idea what it was but there's a lot of starters out and um i know that they're not hurt so you got to imagine that you know there's either protocols in place or they're just taking their time and, and getting them back in after you know maybe missing a week or two from protocols
1: um yeah so yeah interesting um, I don't really have any big takeaways from this duel. Um, Sunny Santiago got a good win. Um, I thought it was good that that uh, Duke's guys got got some wins at, at like one twenty five and um, you know heavyweight as well. I'm just waiting to see North Carolina's full lineup. Um, and if. if like, if that's the case, five guys had COVID, that, five starters have COVID, like, that's that's crazy.
0: Yeah, um, and I mean, like, we don't know who had, I, I seriously have no idea. I mean, I've I've talked to them, but I haven't asked, like, I'm not going to ask yeah, that question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I got to imagine those five dudes didn't all have COVID,
1: like. Yeah, contact probably, tracing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I agree, I agree. That makes sense. Um... You want to move on to Pitt, NC
0: State? Yeah, Pitt, NC State. What do you take away from it? I think there's one glaring, obvious thing that happened. Um, yep. Man, 197, freaking Isaac Trumbull coming out and knocking off Nino Bonacorsi. Nino, I think, was number five in the nation by the open mat. Yep. So uh, Isaac Trumbull, true freshman, two-time state champ from Nebraska. Um, if you're not an NC State fan, you probably had no idea who the hell he was. And he came out there and put it on Nino, beat him six to one. Uh, did you uh, watch that match?
1: Yeah, he didn't really put it on him. He yeah. just had a really good third period. It was a turn. Um, yeah, it one turn. Um he's a game changer. And I think I think if you can stop Nino's offense, like he's not he's he's super elite on his feet. I'm not trying to take that away from him. But I think on the mat, he struggles a little bit. And that's how people like like Trumble can get them, I and mean, um, you know we'll see what NC State does at one ninety seven because I mean Nick looked really good at, against Jay, and if Jay goes out and smashes Nino, like oh, well that win wasn't so great actually. But Nick can stick with Jay and has a chance of beating him. But if Nino goes out and beats Jay, then it's like we got we're to something here, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, and I mean, I, I didn't mean he put it on him like he took him down four times because he didn't. He, he took him down once. He got a turn. Um rode him. I mean, it, it was just more of that fact. Yeah, he like rode
1: him. He rode him like a dog.
0: Yeah. It, for me, the, like a dog. The, the, the putting it on him for me was, for one, he rode him like crazy, like you said. And then the other thing was, like, I mean, I'm just repeating what you said, but Nino's elite lead on his feet and Nino you know, not being able to score a takedown on him uh i think that was that's a big deal um for true freshman first time on the mat i think that was his first time actually starting um so wild yeah and he, i got
1: two more big things actually sorry you were going i was gonna
0: say he cut uh, his hair um which i don't know if you've, you've seen him uh, in the off season. this trumbull this dude had hair like thor like down to his nipples, uh. like real long and uh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, came out new haircut, new man, you know, just blowing through people. So, you know.
1: Yeah. I think two other matches that were really big was Kimmer Ed Scott. Uh, that was a crazy ending. It was awesome. Ed Scott kind of got annoyed with how much Kimmer was staying away from him. And, uh, Kimmerer took advantage, took him down right at the buzzer and then 65, Thomas Bullard beats Jake Winslow which I didn't think would happen. Um, good I mean, for him, Thomas Bowler, Yeah. Good for him. He might have a shot at like, what happens if like, there's like Wenzel beats like <laughs> Wenzel beats Keating. Bullard beats Monday, Monday beats Wenzel. Monday beats Keating. Like <laughs> this is going to be one of those weights. Yeah. We could have a crap show here. Um, but I'd say Jake Keating has a chance to separate himself as the second best guy in the weight this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least at least third best until he wrestles Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, but but Kennedy's gonna have Mackay and Bullard this weekend, so we'll we'll know a lot more by this time next week.
0: Yeah, I think it was huge for for Bullard to get this win. Because for one, it's a big win over returning AC champ. Two you are already 2-0 and over Wenzel. He was 2-0 over him in their careers thus far, so he knew he could beat him. Uh, maybe just kind of getting the monkey off his back, getting out of the funk and just putting it back on the mat, doing what he knows he can do. Um, and then also, you know, we were, we were on this podcast last week talking about how, I think I said, like, Bullard looking at his schedule could legitimately end up in the ACC tournament with one win and like five losses, right? Um, because he has such a tough schedule, nothing like it's not him, but since he lost those matches, he might, he shouldn't have lost or, you know, theoretically shouldn't have lost. Um, we could have looked at that situation. Whereas now, you know, got a good one under his belt, who knows what happens. Um, but I think the other big thing for me in this duel, and and maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it, but, uh, Tariq and Cole Matthew, Cole Matthews going into tiebreakers. Um, For me, the big thing out of this duel is not that they were in tie breaks, not that they were close, whatever, but it's Tariq, man. Like, the dude has so much talent. He's all the talent in the world, and he goes out there and, and you know, takes the guy down a couple times, looks fantastic, and then just shuts down. Like, I, I don't know what it is, but for me, I just think that if we get Tariq to go out in a match and just lay it all on the line for seven minutes and just go, the, the dude i mean he showed it he can be third in the nation right um for me it's it's just i think i don't know i just don't think we're seeing the best version of him and i really hope we get to see it because dude's ridiculously good and i just i think that i think he's selling himself short a little bit Uh, nothing against cole matthews cole matthews wrestled a fantastic match but i don't know what do you think you think i'm crazy
1: um i don't know um i would say something positive out of this is that tariq buries himself in a a deep hole and after like you know he goes here and then he goes way down here during a match and then he ends up winning finding a way and i think that can be a real positive like brian courtney needed to ride him out for a minute and it looked like he was going to 10 seconds left he gets a reversal Cole Matthews gets a headlock with one second left, takes it to overtime. Usually that would break a kid, right? And Tariq ends up winning in overtime. So the fact that he can dig deep and win uh, shows that I I think he is laying it all on the line. He's just not at at peak performance yet. Um, And I I totally agree. Like, There's a better Tariq Wilson.
0: Yeah, and again, another situation where I have the dude on my fantasy team. So, you know, I'm a big Tariq fan. Always have been. Um, I just, after seeing him that first year and seeing how well he did, and obviously it was one tournament, he got really hot and and it happens, but man, I just have high hopes, high expectations. I really want to see, I want to see peak Tariq because, you know, a peak Tariq, Tariq. peak Tariq, (laughs) peak Tariq, you know, it was, didn't he tech fall K Brock? And then, um, you know, take Seth Gross into overtime and, you know, was taking Seth down at will. And Yeah, I think
1: he took him down like four or five times.
0: Yeah, I mean, even Seth we've talked to was like, dude, I like I had to figure out how the hell to get him to stop taking me down. Like, it, it just in, in that overtime, even like Tariq got in on a leg and was like right there, ready to finish it. Like, he was inches away from going to the national finals. Um, So I'm a huge Tariq fan. I, I just, I want to see... I want to see him balls to the wall, man. Like, I just want to see what he can do. Um, cause I know he's got it. But before we get on to this week, um, just risers, fallers of the week. Um, for me, the faller, I, I don't know. I, I, I debated this one, and Jack's looking at the doc, and he's gonna think I'm crazy cause I'm saying it in the wrong place. Um, but my faller is actually, it's gonna be NC State 197. Um, and you can say I'm crazy and you're giving me the crazy look right now. But the reason no, is... It's just,
1: you have it under risers, so I'm, I know, I'm I shocked. know.
0: I debated so hard where, where I was going to put it. Um, and I'm screwed. I'm going with it. NC State 197 is my follower of the week. And everybody in the world is going to think I'm crazy and stupid, but listen to me. Uh, the reason is not <laughs> because I think they're bad. It's the opposite. You have two guys now that have proven that they can hang with the elite, right? We know that nick reenan when he's not hurt right which he appears to be right now um and he looks the best he's looked and gears nick reenan can could win a national title right like especially in that weight class he could go out there he could beat the top guys but now throw in isaac trumbull that just beat the number five guy in the nation like it you could put it as a riser or a follower of the week and i'm cool with either one because riser obviously you got two of the best dudes Maybe two of the best dudes in the nation if Trumbull can do that consistently. Um, But for me, it sucks because who the hell do you pick? You know what I mean? Like, how do you, where do you go from here? Like, it's, I mean, you just let him continue to like battle it out and give him like alternating duels. And then I, I, I just think it sucks. And I don't know. Yeah. It, it's literally just, it's a faller from the standpoint of what the hell do they do now? <laughs> yeah. um, obviously it is also a riser. So it will be my riser as well. Uh, it's, it's on both of them.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty close to the subject. I actually talked to Nick last night on the phone, so I'm going to, I'm going to stay away from that topic. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, you know, that's tough. There's, that's tough. Like, what do you do as a coach there? I think you do what, like,
0: Hmm. I think the the followers, first of all, what do you do? Second of all, whoever doesn't get the spot, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it's just an interesting place. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll leave it at that.
0: And obviously this could be overreaction Monday, you know, like Pat McAfee show. But I mean, if Trumbull can actually do this, more than just one guy then you know tough Uh, whatever what you got risers fallers you got either one of them
1: uh i said trumbull was a riser i mean obviously you have to throw that in there top five guy and then faller i'll do the opposite nino because top five guy losing to a freshman another faller. i said jake winsell and you know he's not it's not that big of a fall like the dude the dude's the ACC champ. He's got a lot of wins. Like, what is what does a loss to to Bullard really do for him? Not much, other than maybe like hurt confidence. And so we'll see if he can pick his head up uh, for the Jake Keating match. But the real riser of the week for me is uh, is Sam Lutona, and the reason why is because there are some matches in my career where I can look back and be like, I. I made, a, I made a jump here. Like this is when I jumped another level. And for me, it was LJ Bentley my freshman year. I was wrestling very tight match, it was 3-2. I wanna say a minute and a half to go. Similar situation to Latona. I took him down, I put him on his back, cut him, took him down, put him on his back, cut him, took him down until I got a tech, And I just broke through. And I was like, if I can do this to this kid, I can do this to anyone. Like my confidence was through the roof and I truly believed at that moment that I could win a national championship. And i had been told all year, like you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. But when you feel another man break under your hands like that, and I mean, I'm doing my, my own guy dirty, right? But like, it, it's true. Like if you feel another guy break under your hands like that, like it, you feel unstoppable.
0: So you, you completely woodshedded this guy a couple of years ago and now you're, you're even talking about it again, bringing it back up. <laughs> Poor kid.
1: <laughs> I just saying, like, it was a very close match. Like he's very good on his feet. And then I just broke through, I find, I just kept going. I kept going, I kept going and I broke through. And I was yeah. like, I, I just, I realized then I was like, even though it was, was a guy that maybe not, not a top 10 top five guy or whatever. That was that was the moment where I was like, I can do this.
0: Yeah, um, and I'm happy you said Latona because that was a good one for me too. Um, I've been I've had Latona ranked number one in the ACC the entire year, um, or at least the entire like actual season um, because of those two wins over over Camacho in the last year. I know one of them was in freestyle, one of them's before Camacho won the ACC. So I was like, I had him ranked number one, but even in my mind, I'm just like. Dude, Camacho looks so good. Like, this is tough. Like, how do I how am I gonna keep this? Because Camacho's looked ridiculously good and Latona has looked good, but in the matches I've watched him, I'm just like, dude, I Camacho's gonna beat him. Um, and then this I weekend, think there's this
1: strength of strength of schedule there too. Like Latona yeah. wrestled the Campbell kids pretty good. Um, and it was his first match and um there's kind of an adapting period and i think i think this weekend shows that he's adapted
0: um yeah yeah but like i was saying this weekend when i saw that match i was like okay i'm cool i'm very like i feel validated in my ranking now and, and i feel like he's he's where i thought he should be um okay cool before we go on to the next week real quick i throw a comment up here um a man tim uh big nc state fan Any concerns about not seeing much offense on their feet by Trumbull? Uh, Defended Nino great, but didn't take hardly any shots. All right, what do you think, Jack?
1: I think at 197, you don't have to be the most active guy to be the best. Um, If you uh, have that extra edge like Trumbull does have on on top, and you can turn most people in the country, you're going to be fine especially if you can't get taken down you can't get scored on and you get points like um i think that there's just something that sets you apart i think for me i i was active but i wasn't the greatest on my feet but when i got on top there was like i i knew i was gonna win
0: but even like like you said at one 197 is a completely different animal than 125 right sure, 125 sure. you, you have to be good on your feet 197 you one other, for sure i mean 197 obviously you, you want to be good on your feet but I think there's something to be said for the fact that... Uh, it was Nino Bonacorsi, right? Nino's in your face coming at you the entire time. It's hard to score on a dude like that, right? And the fact that he was even able to get that takedown. Um, and, and then, like I said, on top, I mean, it's the great equalizer. And, I mean, if you're on top, if you're if you're an animal on top in one of those weight classes, like, you know, 84, 97, 285, like, you're going to beat a lot of good dudes. So, um, I mean, obviously you want to see him... You know, picking people apart on their feet. Everybody wants that. But I think when you got that top game in your back pocket, you know, it's, it's gonna, he's gonna fare well. Um, mm-hmm. But all right, so let's move on. Let, let's head to this week coming up. Um, and actually, before this week, re, really quick, we gotta talk about our records because Jack did catch me.
1: Um, oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I had a rough weekend. Um, the gunslinger let me down. Uh, yeah, and who else? Somebody else let me down. Um, uh,
1: I got him right here. But I'll let you know, I'll let you down. Jack
0: in individual matches this weekend went three and one, and I went one and three. So hilligus
1: Helligus let you
0: down. Yeah, hilligus let me down. Uh, I picked then, Louis. Hey, Louis.
1: Louis Louis let us both. <sighs>
0: so, yeah, you went three and one. I went one and three in individual matches. So. Uh, we are now for those that are listening on the podcast and not watching on rockfin um, we are now both nine and five in key matches uh, or individual matches and then uh, in duels I still got a one dual lead um, I'm 12 and one Jack's 11 and two so yeah but
1: you're gonna change both of those uh next week so i'm gonna catch you there too yeah well
0: uh, i was talking to jack before the podcast and we're you know obviously we're gonna make our picture this week for duels and you know a couple of picks here and there dude i still haven't decided some of these and like it's just gonna be like off the rip when we get there because uh, i don't know um so hell let's go with it because let's, <laughs> rip, let's rip the band-aid off um all right so first duel we're gonna go through number 20 pit at number 22, Virginia. Of course, these rankings, all of our rankings are all from the open mat. Our man Earl, the man, best rankings out there. Um, but it, it's going down Friday night, 5 p.m., ACC Network. Uh, what are your key matches in this one? Obviously, obviously, you're a big Virginia guy, right? So what are you looking at when you're looking at this duel?
1: Okay, so number one, uh, Jake Keating uh, versus Winsel. I think that's a, a huge Huge match. Um, very, very deciding. And big seeding implications here, I think, for for Jake to get a top 10 win would be huge, you know. The only guy he would have lost to is the number one guy in the country. And it's like, if he beats everyone else, then, then he's got an argument to be in the top eight seed. Um, that's big. Uh, Nino and Jay, obviously, um, is going to be huge. You know, this is... I mean, this is what we think would be the uh, the final of the ECC if last week it didn't happen. So that one's big. 84 is another big one. I think Batista poses a lot of challenges for Greg Harvey. And then at 141, I think that this is a big match. Like I said earlier, Cole Matthews is 2-0 against Brian Courtney in college uh, last year. Mm-hmm. But I think it's Brian Courtney 2.0. So, um I think it's very big. Uh very big match for UVA. And then for Pitt, you know, one forty nine, that's big for them. Uh one seventy four, heavyweight, uh one thirty-three. Like this this duel can go one of like four ways. Like UVA could get a blowout, Pitt can get a blowout, Pitt can win close, or UVA can win close. Like this is one where almost every match is a swing match and, and you could see it going one or either way. It's unbelievable. Oh,
0: hundred percent. There's so many good matches. I mean, my, my big one, it's gotta be Winslow Keating. It's gotta be. Yeah. Him.
1: Agreed. And, agreed.
0: Um, and this is the one, you know, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm still having trouble and I'm going to have to go with it one way or the other. But, you know, I was talking with Jack before I have in our doc in, in one. So we have like key matches in one place. Then we have the duels in the other place where we do our picks so we can like get the actual winner of the duel and i have it both ways i have i have wenzel and one and keating in the other and i can't decide which way i'm going uh, i'm gonna have to obviously pick one but um dude I, I it's just my thing is jake is and jake they're both jake uh wenzel is uh <laughs> yeah. is so good on top right and he proved that a couple of weeks ago against schedule um and then keating just in your face i, I think maybe maybe a little bit better on the feet um I, mm, I'm having such a tough time with it. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think that's where the battle is. I think it's on the feet. I think if Jake can finish, he wins the match. If Wenzel can scramble and get out of it like he's very good at, then he's going to win the match. I don't think top-bottom will be a factor here for either guy. I, I Like we saw Jake against Bullard, there was no writing. He got out right away, you know? Yeah. Um, so... I just think that um, I think that it's going to come down to the feet game. Who's going to win the, the battle on the feet? And if Keating can take him to the deep waters and drown him, you know, I think that is another big thing. Like, that's such an advantage for Jake. He has iron lungs, and you just don't expect it until you're – like, he'll never quit. He'll always be in your face, and, and it sucks to wrestle.
0: Yeah. Uh, man, it's just like – have they ever wrestled no no they haven't for sure um damn dude like
1: and it wouldn't have mattered because Jake Keating has jumped like seven levels since the last time he was on in a UVA singlet
0: yeah I I mean I'm gonna have to go Keating um I'm trying to like keep myself from like I I don't want to be in this place even if it's boring I don't want to be in this place where I'm picking opposite just to pick opposite um I mean, thinking about it, I was thinking exactly what you're saying is I think that Wenzel definitely is favored in the top-bottom game, but I definitely think that Keating's going to be going to be a little bit better on the feed, and I just don't think it's going to get to the point where that top game of Wenzel is really going to come into play that much, um, or at least enough for him to get the win. So yeah, I'm going to go with Keating on it. Um, and you know he, he's continuing to go up. I mean, even that loss to Mackay looked good. Uh, he has the win over Tommy Bullard, who just beat Jake Winsel. Um So yeah, I, I'm gonna go Keating. He's gonna beat uh, Wintle's ranked number eight right now. And you know Keating's gonna Keating's gonna move into the top ten maybe after this weekend if he gets this win. Um, yep, which would be really cool. Other than that. I mean, you hit on some of the other ones, but uh, I mean, the other really big one is 197, right? It, it's going to be, Nino Bonacorsi, JLO. I think this is a really cool match because Nino is, he fell a lot, by the way. Um, he went from number five to number 14. That was a big fall. Um, but you know, don't let the, the 14 beside his name fool you because he's one of the best dudes in the country. Um, Nino, we, we've talked about it just aggressive, constantly moving forward, constantly shooting. And Jay is so just gritty, tough, like he doesn't win the pretty way, but you know, he finds a way to to get it done, right? Um Man, I it's gotta be Jay here for me. Um just because he finds a way to get it done and he's looked so good thus far and Nino had that slip. Um, but I think it's going to be a really close match. I mean, I could even see this one being an overtime match, being a you know one point match, or a takedown wins it. Um, but I, I think I think JL has got a little bit more, so I'm going to go Jay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be tough. It's going to be a shootout. Both guys are going to get about a hundred shots in, so whoever can finish will win.
0: Yep, definitely. I do um,
1: think I do think Jay has a um, an advantage on the mat too uh especially after last weekend and i don't know how much bigger nino is like jay's a huge 197 pounder. i think that's gonna play a big factor as well
0: definitely yeah um yeah that's a big deal for sure he looks big um but courtney matthews like you said i mean i'm not gonna get too much into those other ones um but yeah so it's gonna be a good duel gonna be a close one um and I got Virginia, uh, but it's going to be super close. And like you said, it could go any way. So let's go ahead and move on to this next one, unless you got something else.
1: Nope. Let's do it.
0: Cool. All right, Virginia Tech, Duke. So we have Virginia Tech at number six this week. Um, actually, he might have updated rankings. I don't. I don't think that was the most updated. So let me check real quick. Um, but uh, as of the last ranking, team ranking that I saw. Earl had Virginia Tech as the highest ranked ACC team. Um, they because they're number six, NC State's number seven. Um, but they got Duke this weekend. We all know it, it's going to be a hokey win. Uh, I mean, I hate to say it, you know, but you know, Duke's just too young. Um, I, I I don't see a whole lot of great matches in here. Really, the only one that sticks out is 149. Uh, that's going to be Bryce Andonian and Josh Feinsilver. Um, right now, in my ACC rankings, I have Josh Finesilver ranked at number two, Andonian at number three, and that's because Andonian act, or Finesilver has a win over Andonian last year. Um, they've only met up once, and Finesilver won the match, so that's why it's ranked that way. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, I'm picking Andonian. Uh, Andonian's gonna win this match. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in this one. Uh, again, nothing is fine silver. I think he's looked pretty good this year, but this is a completely different Andonian. last year, we had Andonian that was pulled out of redshirt halfway through the year and thrown in the lineup and got second in the ACC. Um, this year we have a you know full tilt andonian that's been training for this been been going and uh, he's been he's been looking really damn good this year, man. Um, I'm interested to see him and that him and the him and O'Connor. Uh, throw down this weekend too yeah you see anything uh, fun anything out of this duel interest you
1: yeah 49 i think keys to victory um andonian i i have andonian as well um just because i don't think josh has looked the same um necessarily yet but if if he can get keep it close in the first two periods like i think Fine Silver is very good uh, later in the match, as the match goes on. And I think the opposite of Andonian. I think that uh, he gets he gets a little tired. And I think that if he gets up big, then I don't think Fine Silver can come back. But if Fine Silver keeps it closer, is winning going into that third period, it's going to be a Fine Silver win.
0: Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Um, Andonian might have one of the coolest tattoos in the ACC, though, if you ask me. College Wrestling. He's got this big butterfly on his thigh. I don't know if you've seen it super cool no definitely fan um but uh yeah i mean the other thing just to say before i move on to the next duel is that um i'm interested to see the first three weights for duke right because i've been excited seeing Egan, parker decker and roland all you know doing pretty well you know win loss whatever but they've looked pretty decent and this weekend all three of them are going to get some very quality competition so we're going to see just where they're at Um, I mean, I I expect Virginia Tech to take all three of those matches, but I I just more of where they stack up. I want to see how they look. Um, But I mean, that's pretty much it for that duel. Virginia Tech's gonna take it. Um, it, It's Friday night, 5 p.m. Also, ACC Network. Also, Um, if you're an ACC fan, you got to get ESPN Plus. Um, I have ESPN Plus and YouTube TV, and I get to see every match. So I don't know um you know how everybody watches there's all kinds of different ways to watch but that's my setup and it works for all of them um all right so next one is going to be nc state versus unc uh this is going to be at chapel hill we have number seven nc state number 13 unc big big duel right because this year also um or I guess not this year, but last year it was such a close duel came down to the heavyweight match and actually a bunch of those duel, a bunch of those individual matches flipped at ACC's. So we're going to get to see, um, you know, the rematch, basically the same NC state lineup, except maybe an upgrade at 149, and then UNC, um, you know, they, they look like they've gotten better as well. So I don't know what, uh, first of all, am I cutting out? Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I can hear you.
0: Okay. Um, what do you see out of this duel? Is there any? What's exciting you about this one?
1: Well, 141, obviously, every match Tariq Wilson's had in the ACC has been a banger so far. So uh, definitely tune in to watch that one. And then 165 through 184, sign me up. Uh, Bullard's coming off a big win against Winsel. Uh Kennedy's looked great so far this year. Um, Devin Kane's coming back after a while, taking on number one ranked. Or is this one versus two right here? This is seventy-four? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. One verse two in the ACC. So maybe a preview of the ACC championship. That's gonna be big. And then we'll get finally get to see how Clay Lout stacks up at one eighty four against a very tough in-game Trent Heidley, And then it'll be interesting at one ninety seven to see who they throw up.
0: Dude, I I yeah, I was writing a little bit of the preview before this actually and uh Clay Lout is getting a very rude welcoming to 184 uh, this week. So last weekend was his first match at 184, right? He had Jack Wimmer of Duke. It ended in an injury in the first like 30 seconds or whatever. Um, so really this is his first weekend at 184 and he has Heidley and Bolin. Um, I don't know how much rougher of a entrance into a new weight class you can get uh so i mean yeah. i fully expect him out great there.
1: entrance M- maybe
0: yeah shot out of a cannon firework i mean clay lout could be number two in the nation after this weekend um like <laughs> le- legit i mean if you beat number two and number five like
1: you gotta who knows you gotta go um, yeah
0: top Agreed. three at least but uh uh yeah interested to see where he's at for sure because it this is like weight is going to be a big deal if he's not a 184 pounder and he's wrestling these dudes um they could go really bad for him yeah i think that he's going to hold his own i think it's going to be good matches but uh yeah it's going to be really tough on him and i uh i actually talked to one of the coaches over at unc this this morning and um it's looking like we're going to get the the full lineup back Uh, So, you know, regardless of what it was, whether it be contact tracing or people just sitting out just for, you know, whatever reason, looks like we're getting everybody back for the Tar Heels. Um, So that's going to be good.
1: Uh, Well, then if that's the case, 133 will be big as well.
0: Yeah, 133, Jamie Hernandez, Jarrett Trombley. Um, Yeah, so what what matches do we have in here? So we have our our key matches are Sherman Wilson. And then both the bullard matches. So uh, for Sherman Wilson, who you got,
1: why? I've got Sherman. Um, I mean, like you said, we haven't seen Pete Tariq yet. And, and Sherman's got the last win. Um, man, I, I don't know. I think that he's gotten a lot better. And I think we'll see that this weekend.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I'm right there with you. Um, I'm even a little bit more confident cause you, you sounded kind of on the fence. Uh, I'm going Sherman and I, I think I, I'm confident with Sherman. Um, not like, Oh, it's auto pick, right? Cause it's a super close match. It was for both of them last year. Um, but Sherman's looked really good so far. I know he's only had three matches, but, uh, he's come out and pushing the pace scoring a lot of points. Um, that's not really something that I was used to seeing with him last year. Um, you know, not like he was stagnant or anything, but I think that he's just pushing the pace harder than he has in the past. I think that you can see that there's more confidence there. Uh, you got got an ACC title, one of the best dudes in the country. He's ranked seven right now. Tariq's ranked number eight. Um, you know, he has the last one over Tariq. He lost in the duel last year, which ended up... You know, obviously there's all kinds of matches, but it ended up being a one, like a one or a two point match. So if he would have won that match in the duel, like he did in the ACC finals, then they beat NC State last year. So um, I, I think it's guns blazing for Sherman, and uh, I think he wins this one. Um, Kennedy Monday, Tommy Bullard. Uh, it's I, I got Monday, man. I got Kennedy Monday. I think he's looked really good this year. And I'm with Willie. If you, if anybody listens to Willie's podcast over on Matt Scouts, um, if Kennedy Monday it can go as hard as he can for seven minutes, dude, come win a national title. Um, it's just, it's just the. I think Willie says like, can somebody just get this man on a treadmill like for hours on end? And just like, if he didn't get tired, I think yeah, I'm right there with him. Want to yeah, it later.
1: sounds so easy to get in shape and be able to go 100% for seven <laughs> minutes.
0: Come on, man. Just jump on the treadmill and just sprint for seven minutes every day. There you go.
1: I think, yeah. I mean, there's, <laughs> I think that uh, if he could find that balance of, of not maybe sprinting, but like finding a, a fast-paced jog. So, like, Tervel Zalagnev told me, like, one of the greatest things I had ever heard whenever – I was uh, at U23s in the world championships. So you said, Jack, right now you're going 50% and then jumping to 100 and then back to 50 and then jumping to 100 and that's gonna get you exhausted. You can't do that. Find a nice solid pace at like 75% and where you're sparring, your mind's relaxed, your emotions are, you know, not like not involved and you're just going. And you just constantly, constantly go. And then you can build your 75% to whatever your 100% was. And then, because your your body, I mean, this isn't what he said, but your body is like, it accommodates to everything. So whatever you put it through, it's going to keep doing that. And then it can push the wall back a little bit and then keep pushing it back. And I think Kennedy right now is jumping to 100 and then jumping back to 50, but but when you jump to 100 over and over again you're not jumping back to 50 over and over again you're jumping back to like 40 30 20 and then eventually you have zero left in the tank
0: yeah yeah i agree um i i, I got i got kennedy who you got
1: yep kennedy as well i think um pre-acc pre-injury kennedy because he got injured before accs last year was really good and looking like he was going to be an All American. And um, I think we're going to get that uh, for the rest of the season and hopefully he can stay healthy and we'll see, see what he can do. Yeah.
0: All right. Jump down to the next one. Now we got Danny Bullard and uh, Devin Kane. So we saw Gavin Kane last week in 174. Um, but it looks like like Devin Kane it, it appears as the starter at 174 for the Tar Heels. So um,
1: I would hope that him. his brother didn't beat him out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, uh, that's wild you know like it's i mean devin Kane, two-time state champ from georgia gavin Kane, a four-timer only lost two matches in his high school career um so they're both ridiculously good but uh i watched the wrestle off and uh devin definitely like big brothered him they
1: wrestled each other in the yeah. wrestle off yeah they did oh uh, my gosh that would be mind-wrecking
0: yeah it started out the first couple minutes was like okay this is gonna be a good match this is good and then devin just kind of put it on him um, it's the big brother. It's like the daddy factor, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. So Devin Kane, Tommy Bullard or Daniel Bullard. This is Devin Kane's is my number one in the ACC right now. Um, and Danny Bullard is number two now after his win last weekend over who did he beat? Uh, McGill, uh, Pitt. So um, it's gonna be a one versus two showdown. It's gonna make it very easy for me to rank next week. Um, I've got Devin Kane. I, I, I'm, I'm not as confident with it, um, because we haven't seen him yet. Uh, this is going to be his first match back. So I, I'm, I'm a little wary with it. Um, but I think Devin Kane's the better guy here. Um, you know, it's a very small sample size, but when we saw Devin Kane competing with the top guys in the country, uh, we saw a guy that came out and was the 33 seed at the NCAA tournament and made the blood round, right? We've seen Bullard consistently up there, um, but just kind of, you know, I don't know what his what his record at the NCAA tournament was, but not really able to get close uh, to being on the podium, right? So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean Kane on this one.
1: Yeah, I got Kane as well. Um, I changed your answer in the the doc so I could tell you were going back and forth on that one. I don't know why. I, I just I'm feeling it. I think that he's gonna get it done. Um I think it will make for a, a very interesting duel. Right now I scored at seventeen sixteen NC State. Um so this one's gonna come down to the wire. The issue with UNC NC State and, and it's been the issue for UVA. Um is I think there's only like one path to victory. Like they can't drop matches someplace and make them up in another because I just don't think they'll win, there's not a lot of swing matches in their favor or there's not a lot of swing matches. There's not um, any locks in their favor. And there's a lot of swing matches that they have to win in order to get the duel done. And so that's why I'm picking NC State um, because the locks favor them. I think that um, Heidley, I think Deontay Wilson's a lock. Um, I think Camacho's a lock. Like, I just think that there's a lot of swing matches and there's only, like, one one lock UNC, O'Connor, you know? Yeah. So, everything else is a swing match.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to so bad, but I got to go NC State here. Uh, I, th- I think you're right. You know, looking at it, it's... It's definitely way more for sure wins. Not for sure. Nothing's for sure, but it's it's a lot more favored matches for the Wolfpack. So um, I agree. I'm going to go Wolfpack with this duel. Um, And this one, also Friday night, 6 p.m., ACC Network. Um, I think this is their kind of primetime duel. ACC Network usually has one that's on ACC Network, and the other two are on ESPN Plus or wherever else. Um, I think this is the one that's actually on TV. So, going to be a good one to watch. Um, I might be there. We'll see. But uh, hopefully. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go NC State in this one. Is there anything else we want to hit on this one before we go to our last duel? No. Nope. Awesome. So, uh, fortunately for this week, instead of three duels, we get four because NC State, or not NC State, UNC was able to reschedule their Virginia Tech match. Um, and the way me and Jack talked about it like a week or two ago, it, it made the most sense logistically for it to happen this weekend. Um, but NC state or not NC state. Damn it. UNC has NC state and Virginia tech in the same weekend. So and not only that, but coming off only wrestling Duke and Gardner Webb, Um, so it, it's they're they're right into it. Right. Um, but this is going to be a good one. UNC Virginia tech, Virginia tech's number six. UNC is number 13. Um, A lot of good matchups here. Uh, I think the ones that stick out to me um, are going to be, obviously, at 149, Andoni and O'Connor. And then at 165, we got Mikhail Lewis, Kennedy, Monday. And 184, Hunter Bolin, Clay Lout. Um,
1: You're missing the best one. Corbin Myers, Jamie Hernandez. It's not the best one. Yes, it is. Oh come on, dude! It, it, it is the best one. It is the it is the best one. I think that this will be the biggest match of the duel.
0: I think it. I'll get on board with just saying that it's the the biggest like swing match or like fifty fifty like who could win match. Um, I'm not gonna say it's the best one though.
1: I think Jamie Hernandez looked so good at the uh, at the ACC tournament, and um, man, I just think I think that. Um, he's going to challenge. I mean, Cord Myers looked really freaking good last weekend. So I don't know. Like right now, this is what you're two and three. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I had to throw it up there. I, Dyson in the I'm chat. Gonna
1: say No, I'm going to say no. Uh, Dyson Collins I can see shit. it happening, but not, not this weekend.
0: All right. So for, for those that are listening, not watching, we got Dyson Gould, our man in the chat. Uh, he's saying upset of the week, Kennedy Monday over Makai Lewis. Um, so, hell, let's start there. Uh, let's go 165. Dude, I am I want to pull the trigger so, so bad, but it's not going to Do happen. it. No, oh, it's not going to happen. Makai, um, McKay, Makai's the man. Um, there's not a whole lot of guys in the nation right now that can beat Makai. I think Kennedy is a guy that can beat Makai, um, but it has to be Kennedy's best day. Um, and, and I, I, I just... It's one of those where, I mean, I don't know what ratio we want to go with, but they wrestle 50 times and, you know, Makai wins 48. I don't know. Um, but I- I'm going Makai. I don't know. What do you got to say about this match?
1: Yeah, I think uh, on Kennedy's best day, he could beat him. But um, I just don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, well, I listen- think that...
0: Let's take it from this. So obviously instead of just saying, Okay, well, yeah, Makai's gonna win, you what do you see as the keys to victory for Kennedy? If Kennedy's gonna pull off this upset, what has to happen?
1: Start hot, stay hot, because Kennedy Monday is great at starting matches. Um like honestly, we, we were talking about it the other day because Mitch Fein silver wrestled him, right? And you were there for that match, and he got up really, really early. And Kendall was like, you know, first minute, first two minutes, Kennedy Monday's one of the best in the world, <laughs> you know? So yeah. if he can make, like, like you were saying earlier, if he can make that a seven-minute thing, which I think is personally impossible for anyone to do, but if he could figure out a way to make that the full match, then, you know, I think that, yeah, he'd win. Um, so st- start hot, stay hot, and then Makai's just got a Makai. <laughs> he's got a his defense is unparalleled, and um, you know if he uses his counter offense wisely and well, like he does, then yeah, he's gonna win.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's Makai here, but um, it, it's gonna be a fun one. Uh, one forty nine is the one that I want to see the most, um, and that's where I said I. I I agree with 133 might be the biggest toss up might be the most fun to watch from who's going to win. But 149 is the one I really want to see. And it's because this is going to be Austin O'Connor's second match of the year. He's only wrestled Gardner Webb. He pinned the guy in 45 seconds. I mean, it was bad. Um, And Andonian looks so good right now. Um, He's clicking on all cylinders and they wrestled twice last year including once in the ACC finals and both of them were kind of I think one of them might have been a major and the other one was like bordering on it um so they they weren't super close um and I think both of these guys have got exponentially better since last time so there's nothing to tell me that it, it wouldn't be around the same but I just got a feeling man like I just got a feeling that Andonian's closer um I'm huge on O'Connor. You know that. I right? I'm I've said on record multiple times I think the dude is gonna be undefeated, won a national title this year. I, I I really do believe that. Um but I think this match is gonna be a lot closer uh than people think. I think it's gonna be closer than last year. Uh, I can see it being like a six to three or like something where O'Connor definitely won the match, but
1: Andonia did better than people thought. I don't know. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think I think if O'Connor O'Connor's going to need to jump levels if he's going to do what you said, and so in order for that to happen, he's going to need to bonus him. Eleven zero over, over Dean Heil.
0: What? Eleven zero I- over Dean Heil. Yeah,
1: but we can get into that another time. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think that uh, man, I think that I think O'Connor going to bonus him. I do. Yep. I, I think he'll bonus him. I I don't think he'll be close. And uh, and I think it's him or Sasso and maybe Llewellyn.
0: Yeah. Well, your man Sasso's look looked good this year so far. So um, he is the only bright spot that Ohio ha- Ohio State has right now.
1: Muley's um, looked good, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's uh, the appropriate
0: time for Willie to redo his tweet, what's going on in Columbus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe I don't know, maybe I won't go that far, but uh Sasso looks good for him for sure. Um yeah, so besides that Myers Hernandez, you, you talked about being being a big match. Um who do you got?
1: Mm, you know, I I didn't put the, these key matches in the doc because I totally forgot this duel was gonna be there. So we need to do that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And um, oh no, give me Corbin Myers. But go the other I'm way. Go for, no, go for it. Go no, for it. No, I'm going Corbin Myers. If anything, I was leaning Jamie Hernandez and went the other way. Corbin Myers i'm just remembering what i saw last week i i don't has jamie hernandez wrestled this year no so i don't even know if we'll see him i know that your insider said that it's everyone but what if he's not a part of it yeah. i don't think that uh, gives Corbin myers the match that jamie hernandez would get.
0: yeah i agree um and if, if we'd seen Hernandez, you know, if Hernandez is coming 3-0, and 4-0, whatever, into this match, then I think it's it's harder to pick. But for me, it's going to be Myers, right? We've seen Myers out here beating, beating guys like... I mean, he majored Louis Hayes last week, and uh, we haven't seen Hernandez yet. So I'm definitely going to go with Myers, um, which sucks because we literally have all the same picks right now. Um, but, okay, I'm... All right. Uh, I'm trying to decide. I... You got Virginia Tech one in the door, right? Yeah. Okay. Um... Man. I want to go the other way. And I'm trying to look and see if the numbers make it right. Um ah man I'm doing it screw it we're gonna go with it uh I got UNC winning the duel I think it's gonna be super close uh I really do I think looking back looking at it right now I think I got five matches UNC five Virginia Tech um in my projections it's gonna matter where the bonus points are Uh, I can definitely see bonus points for guys like O'Connor could pull it out I think Devin Kane could pull it out 174 uh you know depending on that that Zach Sherman Helges match how that goes I think Sherman could get to bonus there too um so, I think it's super close. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna go UNC. I, I think UNC takes his duel. Uh, I think it's like a one point duel. I could see like 16 to 15, uh, something super close. But
1: yeah, uh, what, what do you have at 197?
0: Uh, I got Shaw at 197. So, we got Shaw, uh, Max Shaw versus Andy Smith. Um, Max Shaw looked good last week, man. Uh, Caden Russell is absolutely no pushover. I think Caden Russell is pretty good. Um, and Mac Shaw went out there and and handled them pretty well. Uh, Andy Smith, freshman, also looked good for the Hokies, but uh, I think Shaw maybe just got a little bit more. Uh, so I'm definitely I'm going Shaw.
1: This duel is going to come down to the wire. Um, I think it's it's going to be one, two, three, four, five. Five five, maybe six four. Like one ninety seven is, I feel like, is the biggest swing match.
0: So yeah, um, cool. Well, you got the Hokies, I got the Tar Heels. Um, this match is going to be Saturday uh, at three p.m. Eastern Standard Time, AC Network. It's gonna be a banger. I'm excited. Gonna be a full one. We got a couple of really good ones this weekend. Looking forward to a lot of good wrestling. Um, but is there anything else that you want to talk about before we go?
1: I don't think so. I'm excited for this week. Um it's going to be good. UNC is going to have a, a meat grinder of a weekend. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, it's it's going to be a good one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, UNC if 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 they somehow pulled out both those dual wins, that's going to vault them up really high in the rankings. Um I don't see it happen. I think it's it's definitely I think it's either one and one or 0 and 2 for them, but it's going to be a good weekend, um, and there's going to be we're going to find out a whole lot about not only the teams, but some of the individual dudes here this weekend. I think some people are going to start to separate themselves from the pack. Um, man, but looking forward to it, um, and I think that's pretty much it. Thank you guys for joining. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Rockfin. Uh, but that's it for us. Thanks for watching the episode, and we will see you next time.